Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. All right, good morning, Do Hard Things Nation. This is your weekly wake-up with Jay Teagues, Tom Kyatt. How you doing this morning, Tom? Doing amazing. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. It's time to get the week started. How was your weekend? Things are good, man. Things are good. I'm liking your shirt, baby blue. Yeah, I like it. I like it. What does Uh, it say? Lacey says it brings out my eyes. Remember why you started. Remember why you started. And... uh, what the theme of the week is the power of, of why, like anytime that you have an endeavor that's worth a damn, you got to remember why you started because during that, on that journey, there's going to be things that are going to pull you away, distract you. Hardships are going to happen. And you got to remember, you got to tap into the power of why, like, why is it necessary for me to complete what I initially started? And if you don't tap into that, it's easy to get started into to, on something else or get distracted. Mm-hmm. Jay, so many people get Tom, started. Oh, oh good. People get excited. People get excited about uh, whether it's losing weight, you know, running a marathon, getting a great body, starting a new job. They get all excited, and um, you know, shit hits the fan. They go through some obstacles, and then all of a sudden, they kind of forget their why. And uh, we see that time and time again. You know, ten. 12 days into their so-called mission, they're, they've sputtered out. They're done. Yeah, people's attention spans right now are, I mean, you, you have competing interests all the time. And oftentimes the reason that people, we, to, we talked about this like last week, like when you start an endeavor, your next breakthrough is to have a solid strategy. Well, what happens now is people, when they face resistance in their strategy, they might start like a 90-day a workout program. And then about day 30, is they start to hit resistance. Old habits start to pull them back in. Something happened in their life where the old habits kind of take over and pull them back in, and they never see it through. And yeah. right precisely at the moment that they need to push through, when it's the hardest, they they quit, and they maybe start another project altogether. And they, and they, they get in the cycle of doing this over and over and over again, and they never quite see anything through. And ultimately what that does is it erodes your confidence over time. Your subconscious keeps score. Every time that you say that you're going to do something and you don't follow through, your subconscious keeps score on that. And so describe a time, Tom, where, um, where you, you maybe had an endeavor that you, um, that, that, that you, that you started and, and you pushed through and succeeded. And what was your why? That I pushed through and succeeded. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was hoping you'd say that because usually when I set my mind to something, it's just, it's all in and it gets done. Um, A time that I pushed through and succeeded was um, my first bodybuilding competition. And uh, believe it or not, I had talked myself out of that competition for years and years and years. I was going to enter in 2000, the year 2000. Uh, Really excited, great physique. I saw the poster of the champion. Uh, on my wall, I got it ordered to me and I go, I can't beat this guy. I'm out. 
following year, same kind of thing. Following year, it took me eight, seven years before I competed. And it was at that point that I stared in front of my computer screen uh, for an hour before I clicked the submit enter button. And at that point, I was all in. But here's the difference. The difference is I told everybody what I was going to do. I made a public announcement that I was not just going to compete. I was going to win the uh, Southwest Natural Canada contest. I was going to win it. And when you put yourself out there boldly and you put yourself on the line, your reputation's on the line. I told everybody. I bought some new equipment. I invested heavily into my gym. Um, we made T-shirts that said I was going to win the contest. That wasn't my idea. That was somebody else's idea. So guess what ends up happening? Are you going to back out and just slide through the back door? The the boats were burned. <laughs> you absolutely burned the ship. Command the island or look like a complete fool not doing it. Okay, so what ended up happening was I was all in. I was obsessed with winning. I was obsessed with entering. Right? There was no back door. And I think people need to do that. When you fully immerse, when you jump into the pool, you're in the deep end. That's it. It's sink or swim. And so yeah. many people kind of just, again, we've talked about this before, dip their foot in, pull it out, dip their foot in, pull it out. You have to fully immerse. Yeah, absolutely. Why seven years? That's a that's a long time, Tom. What were some of the fears holding you back? Dude, I, I had this expectation that uh, if I didn't win, I was second place was not good enough. And comparing myself to a a vision of uh, what was his name again? I can't remember his name, but that was the best picture he had ever taken of himself. That was put on the poster. Every other picture did not look like that. So sure enough, this guy I was so intimidated by the standard that was set by that poster that I didn't feel like I could live up to it. I was not enough. Mm. Funny thing was. I ended up winning the that contest and then a year later, Mr. Natural Canada, and I saw that same guy. He looked at me and he said, I would never want to face you. Like, wow. And I said to him, I said that same thing about you in 2000. He goes, what took you so long? I said, I was scared shitless. Yeah. No, that's incredible. That, that takes incredible discipline. Uh, bodybuilding with the nutrition and the diet and the workout routine. I'm, oh, I mean, cause I've, I've always been like an endurance athlete, but uh, the, it's the nutrition that the being incredibly disciplined with the nutrition that I just find fascinating and uh, remarkable. Okay. okay. You, you can say that you can say that I want to dumb this down. Totally. There's nothing big about entering a bodybuilding competition and getting lean. There's nothing big about losing 40, 50 pounds. It's all mechanical. You have Jay, you have to drink a certain amount of water, so do I. You have to eat, so do I. You need your protein, so do I. I have three straight meals. Whenever I competed, I just stayed under 2,000 calories. If I stayed under 2,000 calories and I got my 190 grams of protein in, I was good. You know what the discipline is? Saying no to pizza on a Friday night. Mm. Saying mm. no to this extra beverage on a Thursday afternoon. That's all it is. There's nothing special about doing that. Anyone can follow through. The, the discipline is saying no to some of these desires, this uh, desire for relief, escape. That's all it is. Anyone yeah, can do it. 
Because you had you had the strategy, you had the recipe for success. It's just a matter of just like any recipe, you got to follow it in order, and and you know you got to you got to you got to crack the eggs in a certain order. You got to put the ingredients in. You got to do all and follow it. But if you if you compromise yeah. that, you know, you throw an ingredient in there that that doesn't belong in there, you, you screw up the whole thing, right? Right. And that's where the discipline right. is, right? It's it's yep. saying no. This is this is what I'm working with. I'm going I'm to heat up the oven just like it says. I'm going to do these things in order, step by step, and you're yep. going to get probably a result. And and yep. that's any endeavor is is like that. And I, I like that you point that out because for me, I always thought that something that it, yeah, you're right. It's the it's the discipline of saying no and and committing and and you know finding the strategy for success. Maybe getting some coaching and community. Yep. But the yep. hardest part is just saying no to, and everyone struggles with the, with that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's finding a strategy. And as I said before, it's making that public announcement that you're going to follow through, that you're accountable. It's amazing how, um, I am excellent at paying my taxes. I used to be excellent at paying my mortgage before we didn't have a mortgage anymore. I was, uh, excellent at paying my car payments. Why? Because there was an external force that said that if you do not do this, you shall lose your house. You shall lose your car. Repo man is showing up. It was an external influence. When you have a goal, when you set up a goal, there is no external influence. Imagine saying this, if you don't lose 30 pounds, you're going to lose your kid. It sounds preposterous. But the bottom line is you'd figure out a way to lose your kid if you took it to sorry to lose the uh, the pounds if you knew that that was actually a viable option. Right. Yeah. But we put these internal influences on ourselves. And, and what do we do? We cave at the first moment that we run into an obstacle. And yeah. then, like you said, Jay, you start looking at past events where you failed. and You go, well, of course, I failed. I failed in this. I failed in that. I failed in that. You get all the wrong reference points. And you say, you know what? I'm just not cut out for this. I'm not enough. Why do I, why do I even bother trying? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, they have, they, they have those, they, you develop self-limiting beliefs over time. Cause like you said, your, your, your subconscious keeps scoring all the times that you, you failed and didn't see things through. Yeah. And um, I, I, with my, with my clients, you know, my high performance clients, we're, we're always setting like lofty goals, but there have been times where if, if my people aren't, uh, achieving the goal like okay hold on if we every week there's going to be a commitment and you're going to see it through and if there becomes a pattern of you not achieving your commitment so we need to scale it back because the last thing i want you to do is roading your confidence you've got to one yeah. percent better every week you got to do what you say that you're going to do or you're not going to see results and if you overcommit, that becomes a habit of of yeah. biting off more than you can chew and then you overestimate <laughs> things and that's yeah. that's not high performance either yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, we did something in the Forge group where uh, we shared our goals. We shared our quarterly goals. And I remember saying to you and I said to the entire group, I will get down to um, under 170 and I will be under 10 percent body fat in 13 weeks. I did that last week. I finished that last week because my mind was so on the fact that I was not going to let myself down in front of a group of peers. I did that last week. It was the same with another project. I said I was going to help my son out with his business in 13 weeks. We were going to launch his business. We launched it a week later because I put myself out there. The moment you put yourself out there and you have that public accountability within a group and you follow through and you keep score, you have to follow through. 
You have to. Your reputation's on the line. Yeah, no, a lot, massive, massive action, right? Yep. That's Setting what it a is. goal, taking massive action, because oftentimes people will set these goals. And I, I see this a lot too. It's, it's they, they do the FOMO thing where it's like, oh, well, there's a group of people that are going to do this thing together. And it's like, oh, well, I need to go and do this too. Yep. And then, you know, bad habits, distraction, whatever happens, and then they they don't follow through with it. So yep. your, your why needs to be like incongruent with who you are and what you want as, as a person, because that's a common pitfall that, that I see. Then once you identify <laughs> it, you really start to take focused, you know, effort and, and massive action and try to get to it as quickly as you can. Once you start taking that approach to your goal setting and attacking them, you're going to start, that becomes a habit. It becomes a winning strategy and a habit uh, every time. Yep. And oftentimes oh, yeah. what people do is they're taking on too many things at once and they're never quite, they get that broad front strategy. They got 10 projects going on and right. they get frustrated because they're not making any progress because you only have so much bandwidth. You can only do so much. So in high performance, no more than three major projects. No more and sometimes people don't even estimate what a project is. Like I tell people, like if they're doing a 75 hard program, that's one of your three major projects because that's one of the things that's eating up a lot of your time. And people will have like, you know, four projects and they're trying to do 75 hard on top of that. And then they don't finish any of them or they, cause they get overwhelmed yeah. and that becomes the cycle of, of habit. Yeah. You know, it's crazy though, Jay, uh, I've been in Costa Rica for almost two years now. Time has flown by every, every Monday, I'm like, okay, another week. And then all of a sudden it seems like a snap of a finger and it's Friday again. I'm like, what is going on with time? It's just flying by. I have one life. Okay. I'm 51 years old. I don't know how many years I've got left. Hopefully another 50. But, but the reality is that I don't have time for petty little projects. I got to make an impact. I've got to influence my kids. I've got to do special things in my community. Um, there's no time for petty projects. And I think you got to get you know, whatever you're passionate about. Pick that one project's going to give you the highest yield. That's the most important. That's the most significant. Stick with it. And I know this sounds stupid. I think I got this from, um, well, part of it from Andy Frisella, where you do a bit of a power page. On one side, you write down all the reasons why you need to do what you need to do with regards to that project. I know this sounds corny, but there's a power in writing it down. Every single reason why, all the pros. And on the other side, all the reasons why if you didn't do this project, here's what would happen. And of course, this is for a meaningful project. All the excuses, all the negatives on the con side, cut your paper in half and actually burn the con side, burn the negatives, literally take a match to it, ignite it and put the, the pros on your uh, anywhere that you can see it, that you're constantly reminded. And then make the most of it. You got one life. What are people waiting for? I have no idea what people are waiting for these days. I, I love that. I, I love the burning of the cons because I've 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 done the exercise where you you know you write down your why and you remember it when you want to quit. But the 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 cons aspect, the the significance of doing something real uh, ritualistic like that is very powerful. Burning it, I, I remember doing it, and like the first thing was, where am I going to burn this? Like, I don't want to start a fire here. But the moment I burn is like, wow, that was actually kind of empowering. It was the weirdest feeling. It's like it's done. That's gone. Screw the yeah. negatives. Everything's forward from here. Yeah, absolutely. 
And, and you know, the, the reason for high performance, the reason that we have these conversations is we're trying to, you know, it, th- this is a practice. All these little tips and things that we do, the journaling, the, the planning, the, you know, the, the regular get togethers and the community meetings, all that is to really help us stay on track to rewire our brain because we, we have so many bad habits. We don't even realize we don't even realize all the neural pathways, all the all the BS things that we've told her, the stories, the limiting beliefs, these bad habits that are that are pulling us away from from achieving our highest potential. And that's why all of these little tips and tricks and things that we do on a regular continual basis enables us to stay focused because there's just so much distraction, so yeah. many things that we do that pull us away from achieving our highest potential. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you fail, first off, there is no such thing as fail. But if you have this perceived failure, okay, no problem. Learn from it. Move on. That was not the way to do things. All right. I've got a powerful brain and I'm saying I, meaning all of us, have a powerful enough brain to say, let's just change directions. It's not a big deal. It's all we got to do. There is no failure. You learn from it and you move forward. It might take you longer. That's okay. At least you're on the journey. Yeah. The, um, I think about uh, you know the, the setting boundaries by the power of of utilizing the word no, because oftentimes we'll start these endeavors and remembering why you started is is basically yep. putting protecting. You got to protect your 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 projects. You got to you got to yep. stand at the gate and protect your projects. And people are scared to tell other people no. The habit of people pleasing or not wanting to hurt other people's feelings. And then what happens is. You, you don't say no and you do this out of obligation when it's time to, I, I see this a lot with people like volunteering, right? And th- this is going to sound pr- kind of harsh, but this, this is a common thing that I see people do. They volunteer for their church in a role. They volunteer for a nonprofit organization because the heart's in the right place. They want to help. They don't want to, they don't want to hurt the pastor's feelings, but when they do show up, it's like, man, oh, here we go. I got to go do this thing. I'd rather yeah. spend time oh, yeah. with my family or whatever, but yeah. I got to go do this thing because I, I said I was going to do it. And, and But they show up at 60%. They don't even want to be there. It becomes an obligation. And yeah. when they could have just politely said no and maybe found someone else that maybe did have the bandwidth that truly wanted to be there. But that that people-pleasing type of – it's a pitfall for a lot of people – and they do it out of place of love, but it doesn't serve them and it doesn't enable you to achieve your goal. No, they do it out of, yeah, totally out of place of love, but that's just, that's just weakness. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Give me some more thoughts on that, Jay. Well, I, you know, the, these organizations like that, they're always under strength and, uh, and, and under resourced. So what happens is good people, especially high performing people, we always want to serve. We get involved in something like that. And then because you're a high performing person, they ask a little bit more of you, a little bit more, of of you, a little bit more of you. And then eventually you get in this position of like, I'm just so overwhelmed with this. And, and, and then you actually go to a place of resentment where you want nothing to do with it. Maybe you just kind of quit altogether. And you're just like, I'm done yep. with it. And then you look at the organization and you're just like, I'm just over it. <laughs> and I, it's happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to me. So that's, that's why I know where that's at. And I've, oh yeah. I've, uh, talk to a lot of people that, that uh, have had that happen. And I say all that because that ultimately is a common pitfall for a lot of people that distracts you and keeps you from doing the critical things that you know that you need to do or the, the goals that you have oh, in your yeah. life that are really moving you forward. 
Oh yeah. Now this is just as an aside. It's somewhat related. Uh, I remember in uh, in teaching, I was a lead teacher at one point uh, where I had to get some projects done, and uh, you know you got your staff of teachers. Uh, so who do you ask to get something done? You ask the twenty percent that gets the eighty percent done. You don't ask the eighty percent that gets twenty percent of the stuff done. You ask the best people because yeah. guaranteed they're going to get the job done. They're they're proven success people. Now, having said that, of that two out of ten, you've got the one person who's going to say no, and they're going to say, hey, Tom, you know what? I'd love to help out. I just don't have bandwidth because I'm doing something really important uh, in, in this lane. And, and they have no problem saying no. Yeah. Whatsoever, because they're already on a mission. Yeah, I, that's something that I had to learn the hard way. I was always tapped to do difficult tasks because I was the guy that could get things done. But at, yep. eventually it caused a lot of overwhelm. And I learned the power of saying no, or if, if I was, if I was tasked with something, I would go to my supervisor and be like, look, I can do what that, that request that you have of me. However, I'm decisively engaged over here. And if I take this on, this is what's going to happen over here. Yeah. Which one would you like me to do? Because I can't do, I can't do both. And that was like a politer way of kind of giving it back to the, the supervisor. Um, and, and letting them choose their own adventure of where they wanted me to put my efforts. Cause I just can't do both effectively. If you yeah. do the, I'm going to assume risk. If I do this for you, you need this done, but I'm going to assume risk over here. So what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's also a polite way of saying no to friends and family and people like that. It's like, look, I appreciate you considering me for this. However, I have other, I have other priorities right now. You don't even have to elaborate. Cause if you say, I don't have time, this is one thing. If I don't have time, people will find time for you. <laughs> They'll figure out a yeah, way to find your time. Yeah. It's just not a priority for me. I've got competing interests right now, and I, and I can't give 100% to this. Thank you so much for considering me. I know it's going to go well for you, and uh, yeah. just let yeah. me know how it goes and if there's anything I can do for you in the future. That's just like a polite way of just saying no. Yeah, And, and, that and you shield know what? you. It does shield you, but you know what a lot of people say? They say, no, you don't. You don't have other important things. And they're like, but we have a strategic partner. I want to get my thing done. I need you. But here's the thing. There are certain people who know, and I'm just saying this hypothetically, but Jay, I know you're on a mission. When they know your mission because you've publicly stated, hey, this is what I'm doing, they won't even ask you. Well, they might, but they probably won't even ask you because they know this guy is so invested in his own project and he's making things happen that I just, I'm afraid to ask him. Uh, because they see that you out in the forefront, you're doing things. It's the person who's kind of hiding their projects that of course they're going to ask them because they know they're really not that busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're on a mission here, Tom, what, what drives you? What, what, what drives you to, to get up in the morning and, and take time to be on, you know, be on the stream today, man, I, I, um, being average is not good enough. Living a life of existence, selfish existence, is not good enough. Jay, I told you, I don't need to do anything. Yeah. But then you're kind of looking around going like, okay, what's the point of life here, man? Like, this is, this is kind of BS. I mean, I'm, I'm here on this earth to make a difference. And anything less is not good enough. I yeah. could have slept in. Yeah. You're, I love it because a couple weeks ago, like, hey, what, what is your title? Well, I'm... You said I'm I'm retired, but that's not the title that you that you hold. You're an entrepreneur, right? Because you you could literally do nothing if you didn't want to. You're you're living it up in Costa Rica, 
you don't have to do anything. But like you said, that what's the what's the meaning of life, right? There's a deeper purpose. There's a deeper drive. And a lot of people are on me. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. How about you, are, Jay? I am driven by, I just, the same, the same. I, I just, I know that there's so many people struggling out there. <clears throat> and I know that they can live their fullest potential through grit, fortitude, and, and discipline. And there's just more to life than just just working for a paycheck and, and checking Netflix and video games. There's just more, more to this. And I'm driven by, I just, there's so many people that are, that are suffering with mental health issues. And I truly believe that if you're operating at a high, as a high performer, like your resiliency is a, is a, is a byproduct. Yeah. And I just think that there's so many people that are truly missing out on, on, on life. And I've, I've been at rock bottom and I know how that feels. I made a lot of tactical errors in my life and it's all the things that should have been taught in school and maybe by your parents that, that aren't. And there's a void in leadership. And I just want to help kind of fill that void and, and help yeah. people avoid the same pitfalls that I made. Yeah, big time. And you can see it. You can see it in your actions, Jay. Um, I will say this because some people may be listening uh, to this and saying, well, you know what, Tom, uh, you're retired. Of course you feel like that because you can settle back and you can just chill out and do whatever. Of course you feel like that. What about me? I'm a hardworking person who puts in 40 hours a week. Um I, I was there for 25 years, 40 hours a week. And then my business that took up 25 hours a week, I worked Monday through Sunday, Saturday, Sunday were work days. And then Sunday night, I had a break Saturday night. I had a break. And if you asked me, or if you gave me a project, I worked my ass off and guess what? There were times where I needed an escape, but I also felt at that point, 60, 65, 70 hours I need to make a difference in this world. You know how many pro bono projects I worked on where things were done for free, coaching people for free because I saw potential and I just, they didn't have the money and I didn't have the heart to see, say no to them because I saw their potential. You got to get passionate about something. Mm. And if you don't, life's a fucking waste. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I think about um, just looking back at my my career and my life. I, I joined the military because I wanted to serve. I want to be part of something greater than myself. And even when I got to my 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 low point, I'll I'll be honest. I think I kind of got detached from my my original reason why, just from the day to day grind of the hardships of it and whatnot. But finding this next mission and this passion has reignited me. And what I what I realized was that. A lot of people have the, a common pitfall is that your your reason why is often tied to a specific role that you have, whether you're a parent or a, a career role. And then when that loses its luster or you get to a point of retirement or the kids leave the nest, it can leave you empty. And I think that's why a lot of veterans really struggle. I know that there's a lot of like moms that struggle because their whole identity was, I'm a mom. Then the kids leave, they go off to college. Like, I'm completely empty. Yep. I kind of had that feeling. I stayed in the military because I didn't know what my next mission was. I couldn't yep. just fathom working for corporate <laughs> America. But yep. when I started connecting the dots on, you know, what was it that I loved about the military? What were my favorite things? Coaching, mentoring, um, doing difficult things and seeing them through the meaningful pursuits, being a part of something, the camaraderie. I'm like, yep. okay, well, this isn't the only vehicle that I can do that with, you know? 
I can I can create something and, and start this movement and do this over here and put that energy there. And once I figured that out, oh, this game on. Now, now I'm like chomping at the bit to get out. Like I've I've appreciated my service, but I I am ready. Uh, but for the longest time, did didn't know, scared, just because I didn't know what 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 my why was. I didn't know what my purpose was. So yeah. that's powerful for me. Oh, totally, Jay. I will tell you this though: there's a lot of people listening to this and say, "Well, Jay, you have your passion. You found your purpose, Tom. You found your purpose." But I don't really have this passion. I'm not passionate about anything. I I want to be. But I'm yeah. just not. There was a point in time, and I, I taught for 25 years, Jay. There was a point in time where um, I was good at my job, phys ed teacher. You know, going in 20 years in, I'd walk in. The kids knew exactly what to do. They could run the class by themselves because I had them trained to do that. They liked the class. I was walking around on autopilot going, is this all there is? Is this all there is? I'm a gym teacher and like just coaching some teams and that's it. And there was a point in time where I really had to examine and say, this is not enough. I, I love my job, but I need to make a greater difference. And then there's yeah. this philosophy. So this is for all the people out there who are like, what is my passion? All I said was this, somehow today I'm going to make a difference. And I left it totally open. Somehow today I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life. And then the exciting thing was in life started getting interesting. I was looking for opportunities. A teacher's in a corner, just kind of struggling head down. Hey, you okay? Can I sit down and talk to you a little bit? And we'd have a conversation and that teacher would perk up and say, you know what? Thank you. I really needed that conversation. Walk out of the, uh, out of their uh, classroom. And I'm like, they feel better. I feel fucking amazing. Because I helped somebody else. That was not my intention. That was not part of my job. I just started looking for opportunities. And when you start looking for opportunities, life becomes passionate again. But, you know, whoa, whoa, it's me. You know, I got to find my passion. No, just fucking do shit for people. Yeah. Like connect serve. with people. Serve. That's all it is. So if you don't yep. have a passion, just serve in a way that you see fit. And watch what happens on a daily basis when you have that at the forefront of your mind. You're going to go to bed fulfilled saying, I did good today. That was a good yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 two, the two things, serving other people, helping them win, whatever that is, whether that just be serving in like volunteerism or just yep. helping someone in a, in, a, in a business effort, you know, bringing your yep. skills and helping yep. someone succeed. Um, or it's... It's creating something. Humans were designed to create yes. whatever that is. And oftentimes when people lose their passion or their interest, they, you know, I always steer people back to what them, what made people feel alive when they were younger, because the very things that made you feel alive as a child is, is probably still relevant today. But oftentimes we have forgotten what those things are. And if you can just connect yep. the dots on what those activities are, what are the things that make you feel alive? And you're going to have yep. to, try different things. And so, cause a lot of people are just so caught up in the day to day and, and they're distracted with, with alcohol or Netflix. They're not willing to get out and try anything new. Well, it takes yeah. effort to get out and try something new. It oh, takes yeah. effort. I hear people all the time. I would love to fly a plane, uh, but it takes, it takes effort. It's going to cost this amount. It's going to take, that could be a whole new career for you. That could be something that just, but you don't, you haven't given it a chance because of the effort that's required to do it because you don't want to face the resistance. 
oh, it's going to take a weekend or it might cost me a couple hundred bucks. What is it costing you not to? <laughs> yep. 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 So you got, I'll tell you right now, a little bit. Jay, yeah. when somebody says, I want to become a pilot, I, I know a guy who wanted to become a pilot. He said, you know what he said? And he's an executive. He's a high powered executive. Guess what he says to people about what he is? He goes, I'm a pilot. He flies this little Cessna plane. I don't know if it's like one seater or two seater. He says, I'm a pilot. He says, Tom, it feels damn good. I said, well, you know, were you scared? He says, yeah, but he says, I needed to do this. And it was so fulfilling. I consider myself a pilot now. I said, but you don't do it professionally. He goes, no, I don't. I'm not good enough. But it was such a passionate thing. Jay, there's so many people out there who I would love to hear from somebody saying, you know what? I want to be a pilot versus hearing their bullshit excuses. Because fact is, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit about your excuses. Nobody does. Nobody other than your mom and dad want to hear those excuses. They don't even want to hear it. So yeah, you can hide behind those excuses, but guess what? Nobody cares. I I, I love that uh, that analogy or there or not analogy, but uh, identifying that because a lot of people that have careers and but they have like they're they're a bodybuilder, they're a triathlete, they're a CrossFitter. Like if you ask them what they yep. are. It's not necessarily tied with their career. It's what they're passionate about. Yeah. And those are the things that, you know, I, I'm a performance coach. That's what I'm most passionate about. If you ask me who I am, it's the first thing I'm going to tell you. And yes, I'm also major in the army and I'm an endurance runner and, and I love those things too. But what yep. am I passionate about? Performance coaching. That is it for me. That lights my fire. Yeah, I know. That's true. So nobody Jay, cares. Find, work harder. <laughs> no. Do you find that people, um, very few people actually, uh, you know, trying new things. Uh, for example, uh, you know, you want to go and run and you realize running's not for you. That's okay. Try something else. Okay. You go to the gym, uh, working out's not for me. That's okay. Maybe I'll try the piano. I'll learn how to play. And then you play for a week or two and go, this is bullshit. This is kind of boring. That's okay. But yep. my advice to you is just keep looking for those things. Try things out. Cause one thing might stick. Yeah. I think about Angela Duckworth's book called Grit. Um, it, it's a great book on the topic of grit and discipline. And that's one of the things she says, in order to find your passions, you've got to be disciplined about trying new things. Yep. And they've got the, she does the, the uh, do hard things uh, challenge with her family. Like at any one time, her family, every member of the family is doing something. They're involved in a sport. They are playing an instrument. They're, they're challenging themselves in some capacity. And in doing so, you're going to find what lights your fire. And once you find that spark, yep. it's game on. But yep. so many people, sure. <laughs> and that's the problem with, with technology today is so many people, they're living vicariously through TikTok and Facebook, through other people that are killing it and crushing it. And, and they're yep. just super fanning and they're not, and then they're left empty because they're like, uh, I wish that were me, but I can't. And they, they have this limiting belief that they can't do it. And they're not, yeah. they're not living their own life and trying these things. Well, Tom, we're at 35 minutes. And uh, before we wrap this thing up, we got our uh, second Do Hard Things Nation time. nomination and yep. winner this week. So if it's this time. is your first time listening or watching, what we're doing every week is we're giving away a shirt and a patch. We're taking nominations for someone that's crushing it, someone that's crushing it, in one of the core four lines of effort in the Do Hard Things Nation, your health and wellness. They've maybe have, have run their first 5K. Maybe they crushed an mm -hmm. Ironman because doing hard things is, is scalable to anyone. Yep. Um, affluence and wealth. Maybe they've achieved a, a financial milestone. Maybe they have 
have retired from the from a career, done something in that uh, department. The relationships, maybe they had a big breakthrough in a relationship. Maybe it's, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe they had twins or triplets. Maybe they uh, have hit a anniversary of some kind, like a, a significant milestone. Or their development, a, a new promotion, a, a big milestone in their career. So maybe they graduated a, a specific course or something. So we want to hear from you. And every week we're going to pick out, uh, you know, a compelling story and someone that's absolutely crushing it right now. So without further ado, this week's winner, I'm going to try to share my screen here on this one. Let me see if I can figure this out. So bear with me. It's Bob, Bob Burgess from Dixon, Missouri. Let me tell you a little bit about Bob. Can, can you see that? Can you see the photo there? Bob there? There we go. We got oh, Bob, Bob there. There's Bob. Well, that's me. Go back to Bob. All right. I got to figure out the screen thing. So, so bear with me here. All right. So that's Bob Burgess. So Bob is 74 years old. He's a Vietnam veteran, so he served his country honorably. And after 74 years old, he just started training for uh, uh, a couple of 5Ks. He completed two 5Ks, and he's going to be – he set his sights for a 10K, the Honoring Our Heroes 10K, which is in November. And he's just crushing it. So he served with honor and distinction at 74 years old. He's out getting after it, and I just think that's incredible. So you are the winner. You're going to get this shirt. The word, Remember why you started shirt? We're going to send you a patch. So thanks, Bob. Keep crushing it and let us know how that 10K goes. And if you're listening that to this, awesome. yeah, I think Bob's fantastic. I've heard a lot of great things about Bob. He's a, in our local community here. So yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob, you- Bob, if you are listening, congratulations. 74 years young, 74 on the way to a 10K. Uh, Bob, if you can possibly do this Wednesday night. We've got our another one of these for our evening crowd. Uh, if you can pop on, I'd love to see you. I'd love to say congratulations. We'd love to hear from you. Wednesday night, if you can pop in to just share a bit of your story, we would love that. AJ? That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll uh, I've got his contact information so we'll see if he can make it. I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah, that'd be really good. Schedule out for that, but that would be What super time cool. is it on Wednesday, Jay? 6.30 Central Standard Time, we do the Do Hard Things Nation community call. So there's two calls. We do the Monday morning weekly wake up, just me and Tom Riffin. And then on Wednesday evening, we have a Zoom. So you can actually hop on. We've got about it's 30 minute call. So it's real yep. quick. And we just yep. kind of riff on a on a topic. And uh, we just want to we just want to create a, a community and tribe of, of like minded people. We do that before the membership call, which is the uh, the Forge Mastermind. We go live on that at, at seven o'clock. So it's a hard stop. It's only 30 minutes open to the nation. But if you're ready to level up, you're ready to take the next step. You want a couple high high performance coaches, world-class coaches, and a tribe and a community of people that are absolutely crushing it. You want a space where you can share your struggles, share your wins, join the community. We're, lo- we're, we're, we're looking for other like-minded people to join us. So yeah, big time. And uh, this episode is sponsored by dohardthingsapparel.com. Lacey just dropped these hats in. You get the patch with the hat and uh, we're dropping a new shirt every week. So go show the world that you do hard things. And when, you know, when I wear the shirt, I'm not going to forget why I started. Someone's going <laughs> to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to crush it. I, I, okay. But the, hold on a second. Hold on a second. He gets that shirt. He gets that shirt. He gets this shirt. Not yeah, the never, shirt you're wearing, but that style shirt. Not this shirt. Cause I, I got up. I'm a little yeah, I know. I'm kind of concerned about that. I got, my, I got my chest in this morning. No, he's okay. going to get a new shirt. Um, Oh, and I'll drop that. Uh, I got the link here. If anyone else would like a shirt, bam, there you go. There's the link. Grab, grab your shirt. Show the, 
Remember why you started. Remember why you started. So beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful shirt. It is He's nice. Like it brings that. out my my baby blue eyes. He's gonna like Lacey, that. Lacey's doing a fantastic job designing these things. So oh yeah, big time. But Tom, is there anything Love else it. before we wrap it up? That's it, man. I had a good time chatting today and I'm looking forward to Wednesday and I'm looking forward to meeting our guy and uh, just chatting it up with him if he can make it as well as uh, anyone else who's coming out on Wednesday night. Awesome. For everyone out there, remember why you started, do hard things, live life on offense. Hopefully we'll see you guys Wednesday night. And uh, we're also looking for nominations. If you know someone crushing it, DM me, email me, jay at jtigs.com. And uh, we'd love to hear your nominations out there. So keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys. Right. Cheers. Soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. I would also love to know, what is your takeaway? What, what insight did you get from today's episode? You can screenshot this, send it to me on social, post it on social, tag me. And when you share like that, someone else, someone else, out there may need to hear this message today. Only 10% of people are engaged in personal growth and development. And uh, there could be a nugget here that could put someone in a positive trajectory. So feel free to share that, tag me in it, send me a direct message, send me an email, let me know what your thoughts are. And you can you can connect with me on all social media. You can send me an email at j at jtx.com. Take a moment, leave a review on iTunes. No matter if you're listening to Spotify or any other platform, like iTunes, I guess, is the gold standard for, uh, for reviews, and it really goes a long way for uh, the algorithm, for people searching for personal growth and development, and it helps us go a long way. means a lot to me that you took a couple minutes to do them. I, I you know, read through all of them, and you know, it, it just feels good knowing that, uh, that this show is impactful. So if you gain any value, it just has to uh, that you do that. Um, if you want to level up, you want to take the next step in your personal growth and development, you can go to jtigs.com, J-A-Y-T-I-U-G-S.com. We've got a variety of options. we got one-on-one coaching, high-performance coaching through the High Performance Institute, certified high-performance coach. We've got a few different curriculums that I take people through. I also do group coaching. If you have an organization that needs a speaker or you want a live workshop, I can come in and deliver some training to you and your organization. We also have the exclusive Forge Mastermind Group. That is a, an elite community of like-minded people that are growing together. And uh, we have a weekly call there. And uh, we're going to be rolling out new content for that. And then also we got apparel. So, the uh, you know, we've got to go to dohardthingsapparel.com. Get your Do Hard Things shirt. Show the world that you do hard things. we got hoodies over there. we got hats. we got we got stickers. we got patches. A variety of different things. And we got a, a variety of different models uh, coming out. So, because uh, you can show the world that you do hard things and you can go over there and support us that way. That'd be great. So in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys in the next episode.